Welcome to Awaken Your Magic Within, Reveal Unconscious Systems and Discover Your Unstoppable Freedom Power with me, Tracy Lynn Wallace. Through this series, we will uncover many of the unconscious systems and wounds which are the driving force behind lack and unworthiness. I am a self-love mentor, life coach, and author who's been inspired to share my experience from my own personal journey of excavating through the wounds and trauma to uncover my innate magic and power. If something is missing in your life, but you can't put your finger on it, join me now so I can provide you with insight, direction, and tools to create the fulfillment and bliss of a newfound freedom. Uncover Your Magic Within with Tracy Lynn starts now. My, my, my. I am so thrilled and honored to be sidekicking it with the host of this show. Awaken Your Magic Within, Tracy Lynn Wallace is the host of the show. And I just wanted to say a few things. I woke up the other day and I apologize to all y'all out there for this like nasal thing going on here. Um, must be smelling too many roses, you know, like wake up and smell the roses, must be doing too much of that. But one of the things I love is, and I thought about this the other day when I was working with one of my coaches, I said, I am working with the most incredible people. And I take a look at Tracy Lynn, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com, so you can look too. And I think about what she does to help people reveal unconscious systems, and they are systems, like they operate together, and then discover this unstoppable freedom power. So today, this amazing self-love mentor, life coach, author, inspirational story herself, is going to ask us, answer for us, the 64 million dollar question. <laughs> what is love anyway? What is love anyway? Tracy Lynn, great to have you here. <laughs> great to have you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Excited to be here again. And thank you to all the listeners and viewers. And yeah, we've got a great show. Um, today, we are going to really empower the listeners today, because we are going to dig into some things that um, lie deep underneath that a lot of us have no idea and including myself I mean I'm still uncovering things so you know I, I just want to start asking everybody to think back when they were a kid and you know you you swallowed a watermelon seed and your parents were like don't do that now you're going to grow watermelon in your stomach and you know we truly believe that and um, what was the other example that's a good one. Uh, oh yeah like crossing your eye don't cross your eyes your face is going to stick like that and you know, we believe that. I mean, at what age do we finally go, wait, I don't think that's true. Or the, the swallowing your gum. Remember, like, I don't oh, know how yeah. much gum I had in my belly for seven years, right? Was it seven years? That was a tricky one because that worked until I got to like junior high school and we took biology. And we discovered that the acid in the stomach pretty much just annihilates the chewing gum. But we, we have these beliefs we bring forward and then we have beliefs and baggage around love. So you're redefining love today. But the question really is, those fairy tale stories, we're still watching them now. I mean, who didn't like Twilight? Who didn't like the vampire and the human chick getting together, strung it out to four movies, 
somehow the oddest couple coming together, redefining love, redefining things. But some people believe it's not possible today. Let's talk about this from your perspective, because you don't just talk about it like love and another. You like talk about love with the capital L, right? With the capital L, not and not the loser L, which was <laughs> um, great. I yeah. erased, I got that off my forehead this morning. <laughs> and it gets deep. It gets deep. I mean, it's just you know we watch these Disney movies or these fairy tales about you know the woman who needs rescuing and the prince charming that comes in and rescues her and sweeps her away. And it's this innate need that we all have to kind of want to play that out and you know, there's people that are probably listening or just like, I don't need somebody. And, you know, I'm fine by my own, by myself, but those are the systems that are operating. You know, the ego is just like, you know what, I don't need anybody because we've been hurt. We've been hurt in the past. And this can be one of the ways that, that these structures get built because we're trying to protect ourselves. All of these structures are in place to keep us safe on an emotional or physical level. And so one of the deepest desires that every single human being has is to love and be loved and accepted. Like that's what we're all looking for, whether it's in a social setting, whether it's in a work setting. And when I say love and work setting, it's just, you know, being accepted, but um, being loved for who we are. And we just, we thrive for that. You know, why do people, you know, belong to church groups, a sense of belonging, you know, part of a, a sports team, a sense of belonging. We just want belonging and acceptance and, and feeling like we have some purpose and some um, value. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, we roll that through our life and, and these are all built. These, these structures are built from before the age of seven years old, 90% of, of what we do on a daily basis is coming from the subconscious mind, which you were, you know, mentioning these systems. And it's like this captain of the ship that's navigating that is so deep in our subconscious mind that on a conscious level, we have no idea. And, you know, I'll give a perfect example. I married my husband a year ago and we'd been together for years before that. Well, as soon as the paper was signed and we moved in together, I kicked into what did I see love look like? What did I see marriage look like growing up? And it's the self-fulfilling prophecy that we just create so much pain and hardship in our relationships because we've got these programs running of how, what we saw as children. And, um, you know, speaking about gender roles, that's kind of the next yeah. thing I wanted to roll into. Yeah. You know, my mother was the June Cleaver. She stayed home. She was the good wife. She was the proper wife. My dad worked and, you know, did that thing. And so that's not who I am. I mean, that's not who I am. I'm, you know, free and loving and, you know, very in my goddess energy. And so it was interesting how that kind of began to um, sabotage in my marriage because it was like, okay, got to be the good proper wife, got to be the, you know, follow these rules of what I saw. And little by little, these structures started to get revealed and, it was really fascinating. And that's why I love speaking on this because I speak from an experiential right. place of what I experienced based on what I saw yeah. and what I was told and being able to step into my, more of my feminine energy 
instead of that belief system of like, oh, men don't want to marry a woman like that. They want the good wife who stays home and raises yeah. kids. And, and, and I did that. Don't get me wrong, but it was also, I mean, I, I hope I'm making sense. Like, yeah, no, what you're talking about is perfect because as we redefine love, we're redefining ourselves and we have been redefining ourselves, especially as women. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's like an overnight process, but so have men. And, you know, what I love about this conversation is if you would have told me a bunch of years ago that I would go to Green Lake, let's say here, and I would watch a man walking down the street with their little twin children, just him, the man, that was an anomaly. And now, it's not. So we're changing our perspective. You're welcome, by the way, Pat. I know, Benny. I, I didn't want to call you. I love you thinking though. of me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I did, but Very I much wanna, so. Okay, I was trying to keep it anonymous. <laughs> but you, you, you knew Thanks. I was feeling you, right? in, Benny. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. I'm well, here he for twins. it. <laughs> he has twins. That's why. So he's that man. Yeah. Thanks. Um, it is such an amazing shift. But we have to really look at how to create a new narrative, a new fairy tale. And, you know, I say fairy tale tongue in cheek almost because we have to have a little bit of excitement about what we want, right? As opposed to let me put it in my phone, put in a few variables and have somebody spit it out. But a lot of us now are children of broken homes, mm -hmm. right? Uh -huh. And so, Without that model, don't we have to create a new model? Don't we have to look at gender roles? Don't we have to look Absolutely. at what acceptable and how to accept love is all about? Because you're right. You can't take a book off a shelf. Tracy, then you got to talk about this from your own experience, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, you know, there's the the old bible verse love is patient love is kind love is i can't remember what it is corinthians something or other but you know that's the template of what we think love is but something that came you know barreling to the forefront of my mind going through this process is mm -hmm. that's not what i was raised with i was raised with love hurts and love is painful and love is shame and love is guilt and you know you truly start to accept that as love. And one thing that I would encourage listeners to do is, you know, write down what they think love is, right? What, what the world has told us and then stop and think back at their childhood and write down the way love was shown to them and what, how they saw their parents treat each other, how they saw their parents treat them and like write down that list. And that was really eye-opening for me because then you, we continue to play those out in our relationships. You know, why do you think battered women can't leave the man that's battering them? Because there's a part of them that believes that that's love. If he's yelling at me, if he hurts me, that's love. Yeah. And I just want people to start breaking free from these systems and seek the real truth and not this dysfunctional truth that we believe is our reality. As I always say, like, forget what you think, you know, because we think we know, and it's, it's in the subconscious. You don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, but part of this is 
as we look at this journey and you talk about this today, you know, we're talking about this idea of love transcending a, another person because what we're about to talk about in this show as well, right, is love, success, and happiness. So we're redefining it. Why? Because it is a time to awaken your magic. And we know when that spark or that flame starts to dwindle out a bit and people don't know what to do with it, right? And so what was it about love, success, and happiness, you know, that brought you to the forefront, right? To get underneath some of these childhood programs, because it isn't just love, is it? No. Where we're telling ourselves, you're this, you're that, you're that, uh, uh, yeah, like all that, right? Mm -hmm. It's more than that. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's that magic. It's that magic mm -hmm. that we were born with that was just knowing who we are and knowing what we deserve and knowing the power that we carry. Mm -hmm. And all these belief systems start to, to darken that and hinder it and you know, I kind of described, I don't know if I said it the last show, it's just, mm -hmm. you know, you've got this beautiful diamond and we've got all these belief systems that were piled on top of it, which is kind of like mud. And then we put a pretty coat of paint on it, which is the big house, the nice clothes, the, um, you know, put together look, the, the golf club membership, whatever it is. And it's like, that's the coding, right? That's what we want everybody to see on the outside when underneath that, that true magic has been buried by these belief systems. And so once we start tearing apart those la layers, right? Identifying our false self, this image facade that we put together um, to cover up that pain and those wounds that we've got, then that's where that magic shines through. And that magic brings you all of those things that you want without having to hide behind them. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And then the part of it that I love is, let's just talk about this for, if we could, because this kind of, this rolls in to success and what our view of success is. And success is almost like that cartoon where the kids are in the car. This was actually my family. When my dad used to lie, he used to tell us it only took four hours to get to Virginia, like from Jersey. No. No, that was not true. So at about three hours, we're like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And so this is interesting to really talk about because we tie in what you're talking about, these values of love and love affect into how much we can achieve the never ending journey for the bottomless pit of success. But I want to get back to something you said does love really hurt? See, it's kind of like, that's like an oxymoron thing, that statement. Love hurts. Isn't there a song like love hurts? Cheap Isn't trick. Like a song? I think it's cheap trick. Right. Does love hurt? Really? Well, and that's something that um, I uncovered a lot of this going through these experiences of you know, I had a high school boyfriend and we were together for a year and a half and he broke up with me and I experienced the worst pain of my entire life. And it took me years and years. And it just what I labeled as a heartbreak, um, broken heart that just was like, oh my gosh, I could not, I was depressed and just really struggled with it. And 
as I started on this healing journey, um, one of my mentors that I had met years ago told me that she had broke up with her boyfriend. I'm like, oh my gosh, aren't you in so much pain? And she's like, no, she goes, I'm a little sad, but I'm, I'm okay. And I was like, what? Cause she had done the work. Yeah. And I, and I explained to her my thing and she goes, oh honey, she goes, that wasn't a heartbreak. That was your abandonment getting re-triggered. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? And so right then I was just like, I got to get to the bottom of this. And I realized like, that's what it was. And so that pain, when somebody leaves us or breaks our, breaks our heart is really that rejection mm -hmm. or that abandonment pain that comes from our childhood or past experiences or the father that left and never came back or the mother that went out to buy milk and, you know, left you with a friend and you never saw her again. Yeah. Let me give you an example because this is so precise. See, we get these signs somewhere along the way. So we act as if you're rolling into the relationship. Now you got five years, then you got seven years, then you got 10. So you're rolling in, everybody else around you is seeing things, right? But you're not. So I remember one of my friends saying to me, Patty, don't you think it odd that every year for the past five years, when you guys have your anniversary, your partner goes on a retreat that weekend. And I, I'm like, but we're independent, right? L listen to this. All right. Okay, hello. hello. <laughs> well, we're kind of independent. You see, it's so easy because our past, see, that would be something that I grew up with. That would make it normal not normal like your anniversary and you're like going on a retreat like and i'm not like invited that's like a little flag yeah mm -hmm. and those are the sort of things that we make excuses because we don't want to face the truth of it like interesting and yeah. your partner, why, why do they feel the need to leave instead of being like, there's something that gets stirred up that they, I don't, I don't know, but well, no, I'm talking about the system. The right? bottom line is that you can see, you can see the boulder starting to come at you, even if you don't see it, but yeah. it's, it's not love that hurts. It's all of this other stuff that we carry mm -hmm. that comes with us. You know, I have a friend who is chronically late. Like, it doesn't matter. You go out and you go out, you know, with a group of friends and you got the couples and this and that. And inevitably, where's Lou? And you see, unless you seek out the courage to ask about things, you don't get it. But success is the same. You see, this idea of success that you're talking about as well, right? We create and we conjure up a fantasy. I will be successful if I go to school for 25 years. Hello. Not even using my degree for whatever. But these things are tied together because if there's an, a gap 
if there's like a big hole in our heart, right? Mm-hmm. How are we ever going to get a full understanding of success? Tell us about what success means to you and what are we trying to succeed in? What are we trying to get done? Well, I would love like if the listeners just for a second could just think back to a time when they were younger and being able to envision like what success looked like. What did that picture look like as a child of success, right? Was it running a business with a thousand employees? Was it being the richest person in the world? Was it, you know, being the president of the United States? Yeah. What what did you define as a child as being success? And then fast forward now to where you are in your life. And, you know, for example, <clears throat> Dr. Pat, what is success? What does success look like right now? So for me, now I've had to go through the false sense of success, right? So I've, I've been through that where I'm trying to succeed to please you, mm. whoever you are, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you're the boss. Maybe you're the spouse. Maybe you're my mother. Maybe you're my dad, right? Now, my dad, you got to love my dad because no matter what time I used to call him when he was living, what do you think the first question out of dad's mouth, just to tell you what dad valued, first question out of dad's mouth was, how much money are you making now, right? <laughs> but I knew it was coming. Mom, on the other hand, not. And so the way I define success now for me, this is a tough one. Am I contributing enough to create positive change in the world? That's what I'm looking at. Hmm. You know, what is it that gets me lit up every day, working with you, helping you, Benny? It doesn't matter. You know, this is a different part of my life now where how much money you're direct depositing in my account isn't the first thing I think about on the first of the month now, right? But boy, it's taken me a while to get there. How about you? And I think we, it's what we've saw, what we've seen. And my husband and I, we just got back from a fabulous week-long trip in Mexico. Last night we got back and we booked the trip, I think two weeks before. And this leads into my story. You know, we watched our parents work their tails off their whole lives, right? For retirement. Let's say, you know, work, 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 work. And when we retire, we can enjoy our life. Well, my, um, husband's parents they did that the dad worked he was saving for retirement they couldn't wait he finally retired two weeks later his wife was diagnosed with cancer six months later she was gone so he did not get to do what you know he worked his whole life to try to build this nest egg so that they could enjoy it later in life and you know my husband and I were like you know we're not doing that we are just going to start taking these trips and just go and enjoy our life. And that's success for us. Success. If you get down to the core of it, success is a feeling. Anything is a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So what are we trying to achieve? When you're trying to achieve success, you're trying to achieve this feeling of freedom, right? Financially. So you can do what you want, when you want to do, when you want to do it, feeling of worthiness, feeling of confidence, 
that's all this is. If you break it down, any goal that anybody's got that is listening, they're looking for a feeling. And that's the magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the magic that we are trying to reawaken and get back to those feelings of why we do what we do. You know, when you're, you've got this obligatory family, you know, holiday dinner that you've done for the last 20 years and you don't want to do it anymore because it doesn't feel good. That's awakening your magic. When you go, you know what? I want to stay at home with my husband and my three kids and we're going to have our own little Christmas dinner together. Yeah. Yeah. That is a major breakthrough. Huge. I don't want to go do keep doing this job that I'm working 50, 60 hours a week. I want to follow my dreams and start a business on my own. It's, it's amazing. My husband and I have been noticing that we're out so much and we talk, we come across these younger kids, you know, millennials under millennials and the amount of them that talk about wanting to start their own business. Nobody's like, I got to go to college. I got to get my degree. It's just, they want freedom. Yeah. They want freedom. And for us, my generation, it was go to college, get your oh. degree, get a job, security, work for the government, because then you for sure have, you know, or the phone company, you never get fired. <laughs> that that changed. Right? Yeah. And right. so we were just told what to do. Nobody paid attention to what they felt and what they truly wanted at the core of them. We were just, you know, dancing to the rhythm. Yeah, I think this is what you call your magic. You know, you talk about the feelings of freedom and worthiness and confidence yeah, as that magic, that spark inside, you know, and I love that because, you know, I love that we brought back the word magic. Um, we could credit a lot of people, but certainly the whole Harry Potter deal did that for like everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it brought it back in a way that allows us to understand the multi-layer nature of this. Um, When we come back, I want to talk to you about how important is it to dismantle beliefs, dismantle. So at what point when my dad, like, asked me that question, it didn't matter. Hi, dad, Merry Christmas, how much money are you making? At one point, what was it that I did or said to him? And how did he react to the day I let him know that I got fired? <laughs> Let's I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, Tracy Lynn, how do people find out about you? Let's give them your information. I am on Instagram uh, at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com, or I'm sorry, inspiredwisdomcoaching, and then also my website. And I would love, you know, for anybody to join onto my VIP list where I make this information available at www.inspiredwisdomcoaching.com, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. And I will also share um, courses and um, workshops that I have coming up. And if you go to inspiredwisdomcoaching.com slash breakthrough, I am offering a free um, guide to shattering limiting beliefs around love, health, and success. I love it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, what are the beliefs that maybe you're holding on that we got to tease apart? You know, when, when people cook, like the chefs of the world, my uncle was a chef, they used to talk about deconstructing <laughs> the meal. 
like deconstructing chicken parmesan and creating a deconstructed version of that. First of all, why they do that, I don't know. But there's something you learn from that. There's something you learn from deconstructing and dismantling. Let's take a short break, Benny. We'll be right back. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within. Reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne, and the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. I love that, Benny. Thank you. Quite I love the other song, like oh, kicking it up. Let's kick it up a little old school. So there was an, a, a, a decade we went through where if you listen to the songs, you would think everybody was heartbroken. Like, <laughs> will you still love me tomorrow? That's just one. Um, Tracy, uh, how do people find out about you? Tracy Lynn Wallace joining me here today. We're going to take on, right, this next segment. Happy, happy, happy. What does that mean? And then also, I'll tell you what happened when I told my dad I got fired. Um, how do people find out about you? Tell us about the free download. Yeah, I'm offering a little mini guide that I put together called Breakthrough Shattering Limiting um, Beliefs That Are Keeping You from Happiness, Love, and Health. And that's at um, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com slash breakthrough. Because we want to break through, we want to shatter through all these belief systems that are keeping us from our magic. And um, join me on my VIP email list that's on my homepage on the website. And through that list, I will keep you in um, the know about upcoming classes. Um, I'm doing a free webinar on this very topic and then additional workshops. And just, I love sharing my stories with my people on my list, personal stories that just things that I experienced regarding the same thing. So inspiredwisdomcoaching.com, inspiredwisdomcoaching.com slash breakthrough for the free um, breakthrough guide. Awesome. So dad, now you have to understand dad a little bit, you know, because dad was the guy that worked, worked, worked all the time, lost everything and worked, worked, worked harder. Happiness or success probably came in the way of marrying my stepmom, right? Mm -hmm. 
But this idea about success and happiness, it was foreign to him, except when it came to the money. Mm. So people also use money, right? Tracy, then people use money as a benchmark to define success. My dad was no different. And I remember, I can't even remember when I started to talk to him about leaving my job, right? Right before he died. And he was, why would you do that? You're never going to be able to get another job making this money, getting these benefits, write this story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to have to give up so much, blah, blah, blah. These were his beliefs. Now, here's the good news for me. He wasn't around enough to have that get played on me in my childhood. But the question really is, money is a driver for so many people that we're willing to allow devastation happen in return for higher stock returns. So money now has become so prominent in success. I mean, what do you think about that? I don't think that's true for everybody. But there are people that will tell you, if I can't make money the way I want, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. Well, and you know the old saying, love is the root of all evil. Well, really, I'm sorry, money is the root of all evil. Really, it's the love of money, which is the root of all evil. And that's when we... It becomes so so dependent, and it's it's there's such a fine line, right? Because we need money to survive, we need money to live, we need money to pay for things and go on trips and such. So it's it's there's such a little gray area there about where you're crossing the line. Um, but you know, talking about what you were saying about the way your dad was like, how much money do you make? How much money do you make? And having the focus solely on that, so. I have this other business that I started six years ago um, and it's in an international education. It's a home state business and it has been very successful and very lucrative and I really enjoyed doing it. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? This doesn't make me happy anymore. I want to focus on, you know, my self-love mentoring and my coaching and my teaching. And so I have been really struggling with shutting it down because it's picking back up again. You know, we're having all these international students coming back to the States again. And I'm just so conflicted because the money's there and it just keeps presenting itself. And I have to check myself and go do what's important, Tracy, because the thought of having to do that, just, it doesn't feel good anymore. It did. It did before this. I was in this part of my life where I love doing it. Yeah. Now I'm doing my passion. I'm doing what just awakens my magic and lights my fire. And I get so excited. I get so excited when I get to, you know, create meditations or write, or, you know, I'm working on my books or even preparing for these, Mm -hmm. these radio shows. And so that was an experience I had of like, okay, Tracy, I heard my dad's voice. Hey, you've got a business that's bringing in money. You better stick with that. And then my inner voice, which is just like, but it doesn't make me happy. I know. And when you do what you love, the money will come. I don't yeah. know where through this whole process, you know, the great money I made, I made doing my other business will come from, but 
I'm happy. And so I'm vibrating at a higher, you know, vibration. And I just trust that, you know, me sharing this information and helping people awaken their own magic, somehow, some way the universe is going to give me what I need. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I had to really learn about that level of harmony. And it was fascinating. I had to reflect upon this. Um, I was writing an article for um, Peggy's book. And I, I, I mean, 2000 words, you have to pick like one story. And I reflected back and I thought to myself, what was I willing to do at 17? Because I started work really young. Like once you're homeless, then you're like, okay, paycheck sounds good. <laughs> um, but what was it about that that allowed me to look at if I work for the phone company in the mailroom, but I really have more aspirations, I'm going to work at ShopRite in the deli. And then I'm going to do that job. And then I had a third job. The motivation. See, this is the tricky thing. If the motivation is to fuel your dream, right? You see, it, it so has to do with why we would do something we don't want to do, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I asked myself, what's your why? You know, when I went to school, um, clearly I didn't have to work until a huge opportunity came up. But I could have walked away from that and said, I don't care if you fly me back to Claremont every week. I just want to go to school. But the universe had something else in mind. And every, every flight, every class, everything I taught worked really well. But I had these two things that were on a parallel path and not, they were not on a collision path. See, isn't that the difference? You know, we have to figure out what's underneath, why we would do something. And that's really hard for people. You know, that the latest employment statistics are showing it. People are not going back. Mm -hmm. They're not going back to their old job. They're, if they don't have to go back, they're like, oh, maybe I don't want to go back to my, maybe they're, they're looking, they had time to look. And I hear more stories like that from COVID than ever. It's like I had somebody that I talked to. What was the business she started? It was a little odd. It was a welding business. She had a clerical job, I think, selling phones, like cell phones. And she loved to weld. And so it was interesting to really hear how many people are taking a step back in their lives. So they can take a step forward. Isn't that what you're talking about to take that introspective look and make your decision just like you walked us through? You just literally walked us through your decision process. Now, you may go do that job because maybe doing that job is going to get you the Harley Davidson that you're going to buy for me. <laughs> yeah. So that would be a reason. To I might. <laughs> I would highly encourage you to go do that job. <laughs> But you see, isn't that at the crux to be able to make decisions without baggage? Absolutely. And it's just, this is, this is the dismantling of these systems that are in play and, and the 
parental voices and the voices of society of what it's supposed to look like. The times have changed so much and COVID was such a gift in so many ways. And not everybody can see that, but it really, it shook everything up. It shook everybody up and caused people to wake up. You know, we're coming into this new earth and this new way of looking at things and, and tired of going through the, you know, on the hamster wheel and tired of, you know, waking up and making somebody else money. That's why I tell my kids, I was like, I encourage you start your own business. Cause if you're not working for yourself, you're working to make somebody else rich. And, you know, they've all got that entrepreneurial spirit. And yeah. so I know eventually they will all have their own business. They saw me working, doing my own business, having the freedom to pack up and go on staycations or, you know, get away for, a long weekend and then you know did you just call it like a staycation a staycation when you live in scottsdale arizona you know you just go to the fancy place and stay for a night they have great deals and yeah like here in washington state omg right (laughs) you know and that's why i think about it because you know i think about um how many people have said to me And I have to try to overturn this belief. So dismantling, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the dismantling beliefs is that I'm busy, but not busy, uh, not busy fueling a dream, like Mm -hmm. this word busy in a negative way. And I've said to Linda, Jessica, Jacob, Olivia, everybody, I'm like, please don't tell our clients how busy I am because without telling them how jazzed I am about what we're doing, you know, it's not busy because I'm desperate. It's busy because I want to be engaged. There's a difference between the energy of that, right? And you can be engaged slash busy and still be happy. Hello, happy. I'm happy. I'm like a happy dude do that (laughs) right but isn't that fun isn't that the alchemy that we have to find talk about that because we have so many rules regulation guidebook general instructions right that we forget how to find out what the heck is in my heart oh gosh and that's like i just want to share one story when you talk about rules and regulations so we're down in mexico right walking along the beach hey do you want to get a massage twenty dollars for a 70 minute massage, $20 No, on the beach. Whoa. And these gals were amazing. They were, we, we got a massage every day at that price, <laughs> but they were amazing. And I thought, isn't that fascinating how in the US there's all these rules and regulations of what you need to do and did it and this gotta be this way and that way and that way. And you come into a different country and it's just, it's so different. And these young gals are doing these massages and, you know, they didn't have the money to pay for a education to follow their dreams of what they want to do, but they're doing it. Yeah. And we get so limited by, um, you know, the rules and regulations. And the part of the reason that I wanted to be, a, you know, a life coach, I wanted initially to be a counselor. And then I was like, Oh wait, I can be a life coach and I don't have to go through all the psychological understanding because for me I teach I coach based on experience and you know and so 
I, I don't want to upset anybody who's psychologist or, or you know, uh, certified counselor, licensed counselor. Um, but that just for me was like, how can I help people through my own personal experience? Yeah. You know, I, I'm one of those people and I'll tell you, I walked away from a clinical practice because my hands would have been handcuffed to do what I wanted to do to help people. Um, and that was in my state of Washington at the time where you couldn't say the word spirituality. I mean, mm -hmm. things are changing slowly, but you couldn't have a conversation with people that was more um, advice, more coaching, right? Mm -hmm. It was more, how do you get on with the life that you have now? You know, what do you do to fill your cup? And so we've just, as a society, we want to give ourselves all these little letters after our names, and we want to do a whole lot to demonstrate our credentials, which is really important in the scheme of things. But they don't take the place for somebody that's going to work with you from their life experience and help you get out of your own way, because they don't teach that very well in the school I went to, you see. If you can't research it, you can't talk about it. <laughs> it's really true. But this is really what we're talking about. So how do we honor ourselves? How do we do what we need to do for us? Everybody has that magic that is just dying to come out. And, you know, one of the things that I would say now to anybody listening is figure out what you love and find a way to do it. Mm. Like, just let go of the rational thinking that, oh, you've got to have this four-year degree and do this. And yes, there's certain things that you need to practicing law and so forth. And, but there's other ways. My best friend in, in Washington, she was going to school for a master's degree to become a, a high school counselor. And she's just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this schooling. And I said to her, find a way to do this. Like, all you have to do is be able to create it, put a different title on it. Mm -hmm. And be your own private service that families can, you know, reach out to you to help guide their kids, you know, boom, you've got your own business, you're following your dreams, and yeah. you're not under the guidelines of having to, you know, be under these regulations. And so anyways, that's kind of what I want to encourage people to do is really just find a way to do what you love and just do yeah. it. And yes, you've got a primary job that's bringing in the money, but start doing it on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the key. See, we don't, we don't learn very well that we can have parallel paths, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the woman that I was describing to you about just crazy loves welding and really create some amazing things. You know, she loves the feeling of taking something and, you know, that is literally a piece of metal and transforming that and just watching the heat heat it up and how fulfilling it is for her and her creativity. And she didn't come out of the gate and say, I'm really good at this. She came out of the gate saying, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm really loving doing it. And you're right about that, you know, because that love is in there. It's fueled it. And that's what we're also talking about today. Because, you know, when we're talking about love, we're talking about success, and we're talking about happiness. You know, when those three things work in harmony, that's the magic, isn't it? That is the magic. 
That's the magic of it. You know, and I think that for people, that's what you teach and that's what you coach, mm-hmm. right? But it comes with its own challenges. It comes with its own blind side. Like everybody around me, but me, didn't see that on anniversary date, I was spending it alone. (laughs) That was the oddest thing. And, you know, I think that for a lot of people, that was my upbringing. My dad was never around, so it didn't seem odd. But when we look at life, we have to look at how hungry are we for happiness, Tracy Lynn? Right? That's it. And the appetite is becoming greater. I think the appetite is becoming greater for a lot of people. I think just going through this whole COVID thing and realizing I'm not really happy in what I'm doing. I'm not really happy in this relationship. I'm not really happy in this life. I'm not really happy in this lifestyle. I'm not happy where I live. Not happy with what, you know, and it's just, it's starting to bubble up and it's, there's a payoff for choosing your happiness. And there's a lot of loss going through this whole process, the amount of loss and this mentor that I was sharing with you um, earlier, she said to me, she goes, are you sure you're ready to go on this path of uncovering this? Because you will experience loss greater than you ever knew. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? And with every time you're, you're making a change or uncovering something, you're losing something with every ending, with every new beginning is an ending. And it's, whether it's belief systems, whether it's family members, I mean, I've lost friends going through this process because they just don't fit. They're not in alignment with me anymore. And I was, you know, had to, to let them go. And, you know, my relationship with my niece and two nephews has been severed because I don't have a relationship with my sister. She's just, you know, what, one of my favorite sayings, I know it's, it's painful and pisses a lot of people off, but is if you remove the DNA, would you be friends with that person? That's a good one. And if you answer no, it's time for you to start evaluating because these are the kind of the relationships that take away our magic. They hinder our magic. They're obligatory. Family's everything. Blood's thicker than water. Um, you know, how dare you? They gave you life. They raised you. And it's like, if they are genuinely not people that you would have as friends, time to reevaluate. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the more difficult obstacles to overcome. And yet it can be the most freeing, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, you know, but talking back career, I didn't mean to get off topic with the, the really yeah. personal relationships, but, you know, when you're making these changes in life, people are going to be upset with you. Like, oh, that's never going to work. Oh, right. What are you thinking? You, you want to have a career and, you know, whatever this, you know, steel or bl- glass blowing or whatever it is, you know, and people don't like it. People are uncomfortable when, you know, mediocrity attacks success. It just does. Oh, it just kills it. And you will lose people following your dreams and but that's where your happiness lies. That's where your magic yeah. is, is doing what truly makes you happy. You know, I hear the saying like life's too long to be, or life's too short to be unhappy. And I say life's too long to be unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think what you're talking about really drives the point home that this is an inside job, that this is magic within. And that's really what you do to help people really find that spark. Um, take a minute and thank you for today. Um, this is the time to really think about this now because we're, we're really in that decision-making process across the board for things, right? Yeah. And you know, people are looking at their lives, their happiness. And sometimes the decisions are easy and sometimes they're harder. But if we can get underneath what you just said today and really look past those surface items, right? We'll find that magic within. Thank you for today. Hey, please tell people how they can find out more about you and how they can connect with you. Thank you. This is wonderful. Um, I'm at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. You can message me or email me through there, contact me if you would like any services. And then also my free giveaway at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com slash breakthrough for my um, guidebook that kind of recaps everything that we've gone through with some additional mm -hmm. deeper um, limiting beliefs in there. What, what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today, Tracy Lynn? Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm going to say this. Be the thermostat, not the thermometer. You've been listening to Awaken Your Magic Within with Tracy Lynn Wallace. Join me every first Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to awaken your underlying power by shattering unconscious limiting beliefs which have been influencing your life. There is an innate part of you that thrives for love, happiness, and success. It is your birthright. The choices you make now have the ability to empower you to see things from a higher perspective. Visit me at inspiredwisdomcoaching.com. That's inspiredwisdomcoaching.com.